Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. Eugene is home to so many talented young artists, people who are driven by their passions and use multiple mediums to express their vision. Today we are joined by one of the Northwest's bright young visionaries, a man who has his hand in music, photography, and fatherhood. Joining us today on the Spent the Rent podcast, representing the creative types, the architects, and Spin Cycle Studio, Brendan Lynch, a.k.a. Cerebral Cortex. Spent the Rent Podcast. I am your host, Self-Esteem Boat Willie. My guest today is Brendan Lynch, a.k.a. Cerebral Cortex. Cerebral hey, Brendan. Cortex. What's up, y'all? Should I call you Brendan Cerebral? Either or. You got a lot of, you got a lot of name going on there. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. So we'll just go with, uh, Brendan's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I want to, first, I want to thank you for doing this. Uh, I've admired your work kind of from afar. We've done some shows together back in the day, back when I was doing a lot of stuff. But it's been... You know, we've we've never really formally uh, kicked it, so this is nice. Yeah, thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out. And um, yeah, I've been looking forward to, to doing this with you, with you today. If anybody listening doesn't know, you know, back in the day, I was pretty involved in the Eugene hip hop scene. And I, I think that when you had turned 21, because it's kind of a young man's game. And when you had turned 21 was about the time. And a lot of the shows locally are done at bars. So for when sure. you had turned 21 was about the time that I was starting to kind of get out of doing shows. Gotcha. So we had a little bit of a crossover at some of the all ages venues. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And, you know, John Henry's back in the day was popping. Oh, yeah. And, and then you guys. Uh, so so just a backstory. Uh, you grew up in San Jose. Yep. And then moved to Roseburg. Yeah, I moved to Roseburg in high school. Um, I finished my, my junior, senior year in high school there. And then um, which was like a huge culture shock moving from like the city in San Jose to, um, to, you know, to Roseburg. So I, um, I hated it initially. I bet. And then I, so I moved back to, uh, California for like another, like several years and then just ended up, uh, back up here. I, I think I moved to Eugene in like 2008. Right. Yeah. And then how is it that you, that the architects came about? So, um, so, so yeah, so the first person that I became friends with and like, uh, did music with when I first moved to Eugene was undermine. Right. Um, so he was like my first friend, uh, here that, and so, uh, I, I like started off basically like almost like hype manning for him. Right. Like I, he, he would like give me a little time and I'd do a couple songs of my own. And, uh, he was like really the reason why I even got like any stage time or like, uh, he kind of introduced me to you guys and all the, sure. all the hip hop scene at the time. 
And um, so me and him started working together. And then from there, like as other people came into the picture, we kind of like added on to the architects. Right. A lot of it probably started just outside of parties at Cyphers. And- yeah, yeah. We just like, yeah, we, we all brushed shoulders. We were all, you know, going to the same events and stuff like that. Um, right. So actually, the architects actually was uh, the, the start of the architects was me, uh, my friend uh, Pariah um, and KI. So the three of us actually started the architects together. Um, Pariah is a friend of mine from San Jose who I grew oh, up wow, with. Cool. I've known him since second grade. Like, uh, we're, we've been friends for a really, really long time. And so, um, he had like kind of the plug in San Francisco cause his dad owned a, um, a really popular nightclub called, uh, Ruby sky. Right. And so he started getting these opportunities to do shows there opening for some bigger artists and stuff. And so, um, we kind of just like created a group. And so, um, KI, I, I had met at like, uh, a battle here right. in KI was already pretty established in doing uh, stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. But he right. moved to Eugene and I met him at a, at a rap battle at the wow hall. Right. And, uh, which he ended up winning. He was hurting people's feelings. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's good at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so yeah, we all kind of met that way. Um, uh, my friend, uh, insight, who's also part of the architects, uh, me and him have actually been making music like the longest. Uh, we started, uh, uh, working on music together in Roseburg. He's from the Bay area, but we met in Roseburg in high school. Um, right. yeah, like a similar story, he kind of moved with his family too. So, um, so he's part of the group and, um, you know, he came into it and then, um, Eb one Eb was one, in the mix, right. uh, too. So yeah, we just kind of became, if I'm knowing right, he was one of the primary like producers and stuff. Those, yeah, yeah. Uh, beats and like he did a lot of re- like our recording a but lot of our stuff. Everybody was a producer, right? Or is there like a main? Uh, I think we worked with like various people. Like yeah, we got. I mean, as far as like beats go, we got right. beats from you know like several different people. It's funny how there's like times where beats just show up, and then times where it's just barren. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it just for, depends for on the sure. time. Sometimes you're like, where did this even come from? And you forget, and it's just you got these just deep catalogs of stuff that you're just ready to fire off. And, oh yeah. And when you've got the, you know, MCs like from different styles and whatnot, it just pops. It just goes quick. Definitely. I think that was what was, what made us cool as the architects is that we were like six very different um, right. rappers, but we, but it all worked and it was like, uh, we had like a lot of energy as a group. Right. Well, and, undermined, you know, you said started it off or, or you started off with him. When I was doing shows back in the day, Undermine would open and he was like 12 years old. Yeah. But, no, I mean, he was young, but yeah. man, he would get on stage and he was like three feet tall and just, just bring in the fire. He's killer. Yeah. He, he's always been like a great performer. I think he's one of the most talented out of the six of us. He's always, he just has a very original style. Right. You know, he's very. And courage for days. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. So. Just, and uh, I'll tell you a quick like side story, which is kind of cool about how I met Undermine. So when I was in high school in Roseburg. I would come up here for like shows and stuff. I think I came up to see like atmosphere or something in the middle of high school. And I saw undermine outside of the wow hall. He was like pushing his like mixtapes or his, like his albums playing the flute, doing the beatbox flute thing. And I remember at the time I was like, who is this goofy little kid? I didn't like talk to him. I just, I actually thought he was like, like just goofy as shit. Sure. And so I, um, I moved back uh, to California and then years later when I ended up back up here in Eugene, I went to like another show at the wall and he was out there again doing right. the beat, boop, boop, beat, like the beatbox flute thing. And I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta find out who this kid is about. And that's like, that's actually how we met is I was like, dude, I saw you like four years ago out here doing what you're doing now. And I was like, what you know, what are you about? And then that's how, that's how me and him yeah, became friends. He, he's a character. And I, and you know, if you're from Roseburg or you lived in Roseburg, 
if you thought he was a weird kid in Eugene, he's a normal person. Right. <laughs> he's a normal person. For sure. So, so, so the architects, you know, started popping off. And what year was that roughly? That was like 2009. Right. Actually, I've been, it's been on my mind because uh, it's coming up on 10 years since wow. we created the architects. Right. So I'm trying to, I'm putting together like a little, like, uh, you know, like a, a slideshow reel of nice. just the best of the architects, just because we haven't really been too active, you know, in the past couple of years. So I'm kind of just trying to look well, back on that. the architects basically were really known probably for the most, a monthly uh, show at Lucky's. Right. And Lucky's is a, a cigar club bar downtown that has been there forever. Oh, yeah. And used to be a speakeasy, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And, it's like, I think it's like the oldest bar in Lane County or something right. like that. And, then, you know, that those monthly shows were during that, time period so that was probably what 2010 to a couple years ago uh yeah so we did a five it, or six year run i think so yeah about five or six years and those were probably easily the the biggest hip-hop event locally during I, that time which I is really so, cool yeah. to be uh there's a lot of groups over the years that have just crushed it but i don't know if there's very many that had had a regular reoccurring thing sure. i mean i know that for us a lot of my buddies and it's a wide range. You got Lomo and oh, yeah. people that we used to rock at like Samurai Duck. Oh, and yeah. that was where we started out. Where I remember that. Yep. Overflow. Just open mic with uh, open mic hip hop. And the DJ was DJ Cade. I think he's long arms now. He works with Sapient. Oh, word. And it was just crazy that we had three blind mics who are now Awkward Storms. Right. And, you know, the the reward system and then a bunch of different people came and went and it, oh my gosh. There's been a lot of diverse background. The Samurai Duck was a perfect blend because it was a punk rock. It was like a metal bar. And so on Sundays we took it over and it was hip hop and all the metal heads would glare at us and it was pretty intense. I remember. But it worked well for me because my influences were more in punk rock music. So that was like a, a cool kind of collaborative hip-hop punk rock kind of scene right the right intersection of yeah. that was it brought more like 2003 2004 yeah forget the years but yeah um no well and it was going on around 2009 like the overflow sundays thing was right. like two, that was like about the same time we started doing the architect that's part of like why i think we all became friends because we'd go to the open mic thing every sunday right um that, i look back on that as like kind of like a little golden age for at least my time in eugene that was a like one of the most like connected i'd seen oh, yeah. like the, the community so there's a big everyone showed up coming up right the overflows doing a show yeah with, on the 19th with kenny is it the animal farm's gonna be no they just performed okay. i believe last night or the night before like two nights ago um yeah i haven't seen those guys and in those forever. guys are pioneers as well oh yeah you know? oh yeah for sure um yeah um i love kenny i've you know done uh, worked with him we, we tried to do a thing at taylor's recently Right. Uh, we tried to get like a monthly going there. It ended up not really panning out, but, um, but yeah, he's still, you know, what was trying the deal to be with that. I had it. seen it. So I don't, you know, I don't do a lot with the music scene anymore. I'm doing focusing on the podcast right. and I don't drink anymore. So it's kind of like going to a bar is a hard sell for me. Sure. But what was, I mean, without getting into it too much, what was the issue with Taylor's Taylor's is such a difficult um, thing because it's a campus bar yeah. and the genre that people are looking for is different. Totally. As far as I know, they never really had like a hip hop show there or like had been open to any sort music, of thing really. or even really live music. Yeah. I mean, it's all DJ stuff like uh, dancing stuff, but, um, basically like the manager at the time, um, you know, Kenny pitched the idea of like trying out a hip hop night there. They were looking to bring more people in on like Thursdays or something, you know. So, um, so the manager was receptive, and so we so we started off. We did a couple, but then like after like the first or second one, there was a change in management, and the new manager was like, no, just not feeling just not it. feeling it. Yeah, he, he let us do like another one or two, but it was just really clear that they weren't really on board with the idea, so it just right. it didn't. Yeah, last. I had yeah. seen you. You know, we were, you guys were promoting it. 
it had great social potential. media and it was kind of coming and because it was I right saw, in front of the kids faces i mean it was like you know uh, the kids are going to taylor's anyway so it was like there was like you know there was going to be 50 to 100 people there right. no matter what and they just uh, i mean i don't think the college kids that come from like the bay area or la they don't know what a thriving hip-hop they scene don't that do there is it's crazy that's such a weird separation between campus and eugene hip-hop there's like they have their own little world of hip-hop over there a lot sure. of times and it's a revolving door because people are coming and going for right. school but yeah um, i've always been like really um almost like a bummer just that the um the campus crowd isn't really aware right. of and i don't want to say the that rich I mean, history of hip-hop it's here. hard for me to imagine that the college the university of oregon's hip-hop community is is thriving as much as it was back when we were doing it but i mean it's hard for me to say because i don't know but I, I, but I think it's fair to say at least it's like not as uh there's not as big of a like community there's not as many shows like uh like monthlies right. uh open mics things like that for people to connect and like you know and and meet each other i feel like everything's a little more isolated now right well i remember back i'm talking way back like 2002 even 2001 there was a concert series put on by uh oh gosh philosophy from the formula oh yeah gabe severus yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. it was like big names like busta rhymes oh, and yeah. krs1 crazy and it was they would come and they would speak to the people at the steps of the emu and it was just that was when all of us were going to parties and just sitting out in ciphers and freestyling and it was it was crazy like he really made it happen and I don't know if the EMU is doing big shows like that. And it'd be something to kind of... I don't know. I think uh, actually they do. So yeah, actually there is some, like I, they've been in the past, like maybe two, three years, they've been doing like a UO hip hop jam. Right. Uh, KI um, from the Architects has hosted, I think like all of them. Right. Um, so there's still some stuff going on there, but yeah, I agree. I think that the, there's just, I mean, hip hop, the kind of hip hop that we make and like that sure. underground, it's yeah. just not as popular of an art form right. anymore. It's all trap you know? and infamy. <laughs> right. It's, right. Like it's not even about your talent level. It's about you're known for like your Instagram your, like, posts. Public, and, public profile. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, the good ones, in my opinion, from the younger crowd died last year. You, right. know, you had Mac Miller and you had X who I think was doing something that was a little different that those ones are gone. So, I mean, it's unfortunately, just, yeah. it's, it's like, just different now there, but I feel like there still is a lot. There are a lot of artists here still in Eugene, lots of stuff going on still. It's just not as, uh, I think as visible as it right. used to be. Yeah. Right. So it always evolves and it always changes. And, you know, unfortunately venues are so karaoke driven and sports driven that it's just, it's well, those, hard, those spaces have come and gone too. I yeah. mean, you look at like, like John, you know, Samurai Duck, John Henry's Black Forest, uh, Black Forest um, you know, uh, the speakeasy, right. Um, so many places that, you know, like supported the hip hop, you know, community have come and gone and there's not many places that still do. Lucky's was more like one of the last places that was like, you know, with our monthly, there was one of the last places that was like, even offering but that, they would that even space. include it like hip hop in the music scene yeah. because I remember with doing shows with Uncle Nancy where we had to beg people. That's why we did a lot of shows at the Black Forest, mm -hmm. and it wasn't that we didn't love the the sound man was great, but the venue was so small. Right. The only good side of that is that when you get sixty five people, it feels like it's feels a packed great. house. Yeah, you're killing but, it. <laughs> but they were so supportive of us because we would do. So what we did was focus on mixed genre shows. And so hip hop would be mixed with metal and punk. And oh, I remember stuff. those and kinds of shows. Those were fun. That was always went over really well too. And it did because you would bring these different audiences together. And as long as we had a communal feel, then everybody was a part of the team. Definitely. You know, and it, and you know, 
honestly, a lot of times when you do local shows, your audience is other performers. Sure. You know? So you're just the artists are basically playing for each other and themselves. And yeah. Um, that just made me think of something too. Like I've noticed uh, that Wildcraft, you know, is a um, Wildcraft Cider House. Uh, right. they, they built a brand new venue. I've done, I've done a couple shows there recently. Um, they're like the one venue right now that is kind of still reaching out to the hip hop community. And like right. they've, they've been putting on hip hop shows. And I think I, I didn't make it, but, but last night. Um, uh, they did a, like a, like a, a hip hop networking, like a mixer, like right. a, a, like event for just like, you know, meeting people and oh, wow. stuff. So I think they're going to turn it into a monthly thing. And now where's um, that at? At Wildcraft. And that's, where is that located? Uh, that's down in like the, um, uh, in the so, like sort of the way it's like over by like REI, you okay. know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But down there, um. And yeah, I think they're, they're trying to breathe some life back into the hip hop community. As I understand it, that's like what they're, um, what they're pushing. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to the next one and I'm interested to see where nice. that goes. It's always tough. I'm, I'm, I remember back in the day when we were doing early, early shows, they were so concerned with like graffiti and like, they didn't understand that it's, I mean, that came with it. Like sure. a lot of the bathrooms would get destroyed, you know? And so the venue owners were always, if they were older or maybe just didn't have a, like a taste for hip hop, they're like, I don't. I don't know if I want this crowd to be frequenting my venue. Right. But it's changed and it's evolved. Totally. And so old Nick's too. That's old, like old Nick's for sure. I feel like right? that they've been, they've been really like, you know, I feel, I feel like Wildcraft and old Nick's are like the two spots right now that are like, you know, and I think old Nick's is still keeping it real kind for of like the new age samurai duck in a way where totally. they're like a rock metal bar. But the cool thing about them is, is that they definitely are interested in independent artists and music. I mean, we did a show there that, you know, it was, not a blowout, not a ton of people showed right. up, but we had Spoken Nerd came in from Nashville. That was actually my last live show, which was like oh, really? uh, over a year ago. But uh, the only problem with Old Nick's is location-wise, it's like right by Washington Jefferson, so it's right. difficult to get. There's no way you're going to walk there. You know? Right. So it's kind of like on an island. I've noticed, uh, yeah, like it's hard to get uh, numbers out there, you know, yeah, people so out there. It's but, tough, um, you know, yeah. and, and it's tough in general because now we're in a in a social media society where people will just live stream shit and then like right. you get... Even I'm in like that shift I'm performing less and doing oh, a lot me, more me online I, mean, I go out stuff, I yeah. go out you know to the bars like maybe once or twice a month yeah. you know but so. I guess now is a good time to plug the um the January 19th at Old Nick's is going to be that overflow show that's and huge. that'll be cool I think that's going to be kind of a nice Nick nostalgic fest because it's got a bunch of people that were you know part of the scene back when right. they were doing Samurai Duck and all that stuff what so, day of the week uh, is that I I think it's a Friday or maybe it's a Saturday it's a Saturday yeah. which is good so January 19th at Old Nick's and you know maybe we can post something about that the link to maybe the yeah, event yeah. in the in the comments yeah that's a good idea i'll be uh, i'm performing and a bunch of other eugene hip hoppers are getting down so for you personally your solo uh work when you kind of not left but when architects kind of started separating going mm -hmm. in different ways polarities was the album came out 2 years ago yes and that one had probably your most the highest amount of fanfare you got a lot of respect you know locally for yeah that. i think i think definitely my best received project thus far um it was my second it's my first like full-length album that i did solo wise but it's like my second project um yeah as the architects thing came to a close we stopped doing the lucky show and you know we're just we were all kind of in that place we're just growing up moving on into other things and you know people move in and sure. away and all that kind of stuff uh, all of us are, are all still on good terms and I'm sure we'll still make architects music, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of when I started uh, kind of focusing back on my solo stuff. Right. And, um, yeah, so I put out the polarities album, um, almost two years ago and, um, yeah, I was really surprised at the response. Actually, um, I, I noticed that through social media that, that like, you know, you pressed CDs for that, which is, yeah. 
I mean, every year that passes, it's harder and harder right. to push CDs. And it's cool that you get, you know, the, the attention with streams and stuff. But I noticed one after another when you had comment or posted stuff about it, people saying like, hey, save a CD for me. I want to buy one. Yeah. Where do I get it? Yeah, you know? surprising. I mean, I sold a decent amount of CDs. I got like, uh, you know, some like, you know, digital copies and stuff through Bandcamp and right. stuff too. But um, yeah, I'd say that was my, my, like my most successful work thus far. Um, I just, I feel like maybe artistically, I kind of started to find myself right. the most on right. that project. I have a really relatable feel with your style where I feel like it's real lyrical. We talked about this off air that we're real lyrical and sometimes have to like take a deep breath and slow down so that the average audience can like it. But I, I like how someone like you as an artist isn't going to compromise. Like you're going to do what's right to you. For sure. And that I'm definitely a make you, music for me first kind of person. And that's the thing, because if you keep your values and you do the, the art that you like, then you'll see, you'll continue to do it longer. Sure. So you might make something, but you'll burn out if you're doing something that's not from your heart. Right. Agreed. And that's something I really respect about you. And that's actually why I wanted to have you on. Thanks, man. <laughs> you yeah, know, right so that's awesome. uh, t- to change gears a little bit, that's kind of an overview of the hip hop. And real quick, anybody that is listening to this, I'm going to play one of your tracks at the end of the song or the end of this episode, but we're going to put a link. We got a link to your Facebook page for your music site. And then also a link to your Bandcamp. And if anybody doesn't know about Bandcamp, Bandcamp is the best website. It's the best to find local artists. You know, you can just search for Eugene and like find local artists where you can buy the digital download. And I'm not getting a paid sponsorship from right. them. Yeah, I should talk to them about that. No, but so we'll have the link to the Bandcamp page. And and the cool thing is you can listen for free on there. Yeah. But then I mean, it's what I think you were selling polarities for $5 and you can buy individual tracks for a dollar. Yeah, which yeah. Is rad. And the music's available everywhere else too, like Spotify, Spotify iTunes, Apple, Bandcamp, right. I think is like the most like ethical platform yeah. for music, you know, they but, do a good um, job too, because from an artist's perspective, like I've sold t-shirts through Bandcamp. And then they don't take a cut until you make digital sales. Right. So like if you sell your album, then they'll take a cut of your t-shirt sales. So like they, it's kind of neat how they yeah, do it. Yeah, their structure I think is is super awesome. So for yeah. artists out there that are up and coming too, like, man, if you don't have a Bandcamp page, then... That's a must have. What are I you doing like, with your life? Right. So, so yeah, that's a pretty sweet one. Bandcamp.com and then... So it's cerebralcortex.bandcamp.com. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So changing gears, uh, you've kind of... Uh, gone in a couple different directions with some creative projects. And like I mentioned in the intro that an artist is a visionary that has multiple mediums that they'll use. And photography is something that you've just jumped full head into. So how did that come about? Um, so, so yeah, so I started um, doing photography like six months ago. Um, you know, I always had like an interest in it. I, you know, I went to school at the U of O and I did the journalism program and like, you know, they introduce you to a lot of like multimedia. They give you like a little basic understanding of video and photography and all the different things, writing, et cetera. And so um, uh, my brother is a videographer and he's building his videography business, Schaffner Media. And, um, I would kind of, um, follow him around to some of his jobs and like did some kind of behind the scenes stuff, like taking pictures of him filming and doing some kind of behind the scenes work. And from there, I kind of realized that like photography is something I really like. So, um, that kind of inspired me. And so, um, I bought a camera, I got a a Nikon D3400 It's like $500 camera. It's like the entry level DSLR. And yeah, I just like went to town the past six months. I just like, I got into landscapes. I started doing some portraits. I did some really cool stuff with my sister. And um, yeah, I'm just super inspired on the photography thing right now. I'm trying to incorporate that into all of my creative projects. Right. You know, and where so the- your, your whole 
uh, umbrella now is Studio. What is it? Uh, uh, Spin Cycle Spin Studio. Cy- Spin Cycle Studio. So at your home, you made a home studio. I converted my garage into a pretty decent little studio. Yeah, that's a hard sell to the wife. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, oh yeah, you're gonna do what with what? She's gonna hear this and be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely and, and hard sell. Like, I thought we were going to use that for, you know, right. not that. a bathroom remodel. Exactly. Yeah, right. Which we absolutely need. So to that's do. cool that she supports you in your dreams. Totally. Because yeah, I think I'm that lucky. if if someone can't, then it's like you know, the, you just have to find a way to navigate your relationships with following your dreams for sure. Like this podcast, it's interrupts every one of my weekends when we're supposed to be going to Costco, right? <laughs> and yet my girlfriend is so incredibly supportive because she sees how much life it gives me. Yeah, definitely. You music know? is like a, a, you know, what we, what we do is like, I, I, it's a selfish pursuit, you know? For sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, it sounds like, like me, I, yeah, you're lucky. I, my, my wife is super awesome. She's super supportive. She lets me get away with a lot. <laughs> right. So I yeah. don't know if, if I would agree that it's a selfish pursuit because I think music Though it enriches your soul, it's something that's shared. Oh, yeah. And then also just any form of art, it only takes one person appreciating it for it to oh, be sure, success. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, you know? I guess I'm more mean like, you I know, get, how get, you know it takes away from... In the relationship, you know, like I get other that. Stuff. And yeah, then, for you know, sure. We'll talk about it a little later about you're a father as well. And so yeah. there's ways, though, that I think music and all the creative stuff for children to inspire them is just insane. What oh, it yeah. can do for them. Now, speaking of the family... Uh, system. You mentioned your brother who runs Schaffner Media, yeah, and your younger sister uh, Samantha, yeah, who may be the one to overshadow you both, right? Because she, <laughs> if anybody doesn't know, we featured one of her songs uh, earlier in the podcast, an episode before. She's a 16 year old. Is she six, 17? 17. 17 year old yeah. singer songwriter. And that's the beauty of it. Not just a singer. She's a singer songwriter oh, yeah. that has she just an piano. angelic voice. Yeah, and she's gonna be. She's featured on the track we're going to play at the end of this. So what is it like now? She, I'm sure she was inspired by watching you do all your creative outlets. And what is it like to inspire someone that's a thousand times more talented than you? <laughs> <laughs> no, That's all right. Well, call no, it what it no, is. no, no, you no, no. You, your parents have to just be extremely proud. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. My sister is, is really talented. Um, yeah. So she, I, she, you know, to be fair, she kind of really just did like, I feel like growing up, she always was like, singing and like doing you know covering like songs on the radio so she's always had like like her own interest in music and definitely and in in like in the past like a year or two um it's really been like i'm 15 years older than her and so um so it's kind of been like the thing that like we kind of connect over and um yeah i mean to her credit i mean she's been totally like self-motivated i mean she's you know she she takes you know took piano lessons learned piano and the singing like everything is really of her own doing and we're just now kind of like connecting the dots between yeah. the two of us. And so, yeah, so we, so the song that you're going to play at the end of the, uh, the, the, the podcast is, um, our first song that we did together, Skeptical Daydream. It's, it's awesome. And she sings the hook and I do the rap in and, um, we're planning to do a lot more together. Uh, we're going to, we have a creative types, uh, song, uh, that's going to be uh, featuring her a lot more in depth. Like she'll be right. doing a verse and, um, it's going to be a lot more than just like having her on a hook. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I'm blown away at her talent. She's like, really put herself out there and has built like for, for a 17 year old, she's super motivated yeah. is doing like a lot more than I ever was doing at 17. And I was rapping at 17, sure. but it was like a, you know, closet hobby kind sure. of thing. Whereas like, she's just like diving into but it. How beneficial for her is it to, to have an older brother that worked in hip hop because sure. with hip hop, a lot like punk rock, you will have the DIY style right. where you do it in your closet a lot. And 
you know, singer songwriters like what she's doing. It doesn't a lot of times. I mean, nowadays it's easier and easier every year for people to do self-production. For sure. But I mean, for you to have have spent hours and hours trying to mix and trying, yeah. to, trying to take out fuzz and all that kind of stuff. Right. It, it, I'm sure she's oh, yeah, definitely. forever grateful. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, and I definitely plan to like hopefully share my experience and whatever wisdom I've gained over the years with her and, right. you know, and help her, you know, navigate like, you know, what she's doing. She, uh, yeah, she put out, uh, this, uh, in, in last year she put out her first single, which she self-produced. Uh, right. she recorded it herself. Uh, she cr- did all the production, like everything herself. Wow. Um, and that's called, the song is called pieces pieces. And that's the song yeah. I featured, which it's an incredible track. Yeah. Those I mean, are, she's, she, she wrote she's it. She's extremely talented. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be really cool to see where she goes with, with her career. And it's, it's good that you guys are all kind of supporting each other. For sure. So definitely. is it just the three of you as far as siblings? Uh, no, I, I have another brother, um, Michael. And yeah. he's like in a boy band or? No, <laughs> no, he, uh, he, he works with my brother. He, so he does, uh, he does video work with, nice. uh, with my brother, Chris. And so the, the two of them kind of, uh, uh, do the videography stuff with the shopper wow. media and, um, yeah. And my sister does a sing in and, uh, yeah, we just are kind of a creative family, That's I guess. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, my parents, parents definitely fostered artists. that. Um, yeah. well, my, my stepdad, um, I grew up, um, in, um, my mom and stepdad's house and my stepdad played bass guitar and, um, was always playing music. And so, yeah, music always has been like, a, That's cool, a, yeah. a the atmosphere that we've been raised in. And so, uh, even like, even now, like when like the family gets together, like for Christmas, uh, we do like family, like family band stuff. Like my sister, my, my stepdad, I get on the bass, That's my rad. sister get on the piano and sing. And, um, they all kind of like jam together. It's pretty, That's it's pretty, pretty it is pretty cool. When I was a kid, we would go sailing every year in Lake Coeur d'Alene in, in, uh, Spokane, Idaho, you know, between the two. And this is kind of funny. So my mom had this good friend, Kathy, who was an attorney and her husband, Mark was, he was a, they might hate it if they hear this, but oh well. So he was a musician, right? And so I remember, uh, I always thought it was Mark's sailboat. And, uh, I asked my mom a couple of years back, back in like 2011 or whatever. I was like, mom, whatever happened to Mark and Kathy? She's like, well, you remember how I told you that Mark was a musician? Yeah. That meant that he was unemployed. (laughs) So so I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that you guys are making it work because it's something that you have to find that way to jump all in. It's a balance to make it a professional career, or if you're going to just enjoy it as a hobby. And I don't think people should not make music if it's a hobby. I mean, it drives me nuts when people are like, why do you do this? Are you going to do anything with it. And it's like, why do you play basketball? Are you going to make the NBA? Right. Like, exactly. You know, you should always pursue your dreams regardless. I and- definitely share the same view. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, for me, it's kind of like halfway in between, like I consider myself a serious artist and sure, I, you know, absolutely. I feel like I'm, I'm trying to build a career, but, um, but yeah, ultimately it's just something I enjoy doing for me. I really like the process, like writing the music, creating the music, recording it. That's right. actually the most fun part right. to me. Like as soon as the song's done, I'm like, wow, ah, whatever it's out. Okay. Now on to the next thing. And that I completely relate with because on, if, if the audience listening, if you haven't watched it, there was a video done, a feature by a local journalist about the podcast. And that's exactly what I said is that if you're enjoying, if you care more about the process than the finished product, you're doing the right thing. That's because how I feel. Yeah. If you work and enjoy the process, like you just said, I completely hundred percent agree that, that it's like painting. You don't paint so that you can hang it on your wall. Right. You do it as a therapy for sure. You know, definitely. in a way, in an outlet and something that you can gain from it. It's, it's an incredible thing. And and I'm glad that's, I think probably what I love about the Northwest the most is that 
artists and artistry is something that's totally respected here. Definitely. In a lot of places, they're like, what are you doing? Wasting your time? Dig a ditch. Right. It's Yeah, it's a lot and, more of a, a culture here. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's huge. I mean, we've got the art walks and we could go on for days. And, and you know, in Eugene, you know, we had mentioned how the bar scene kind of has gone to the wayside as far as doing venue shows. But one thing, the Whitaker district in general, when that was revitalized, mm-hmm. that changed the game for local musicians and performers and artists, painters. And of all, like I said, in the beginning, all mediums, the Whitaker district of Eugene is, you know, Ninkasi has a lot to do with that. Oh, that, for sure. Yeah. There's definitely been a solid revitalization there. And like, um, yeah, there's just a lot of good th- things going on. The community is like really fostering, the artistic community, you know, and, and businesses and things. And so I think that that's like super awesome. It's huge. Yeah. So you had, I mentioned it a little bit earlier in the intro. Uh, you are, ha- your second kid is on the way. Yeah. Is that, is this is breaking news or is that kind of, that cat's out of the bag? Oh, uh, not cat's out of the bag. Uh, we announced like, uh, like around, um, Thanksgiving or like, or, yeah. So we, we just kind of like let everyone know, uh, right. made our public announcement right. on Facebook. Yeah. Did you do like a, you got like an airplane writer that just goes, no. But, right. <laughs> so when do you find out, are you going to find out what you're having? Yeah, we find, so we'll find out, uh, in about two weeks on, uh, January 18th, we'll find That's out exciting. boy or girl. It's kind of as with this, it's funny cause the second time around now, I think we're like almost more excited to find out if it's a boy or a girl, right. um, because you know, um, now it's like going to be like, is it going to be like another boy and kind of like, a little bit more of the same or is it going to be something completely different this time and we're going to have a girl I'm it's like the first time we were excited but this time it's just the feeling is different it changes your social media game I know that because having kids people actually care about you now right it's funny like, look just, at that cute thing that before is true. it was like look at this egotistical maniac right you I know, know but every, every uh, album cover should just be a picture of my children <laughs> seriously seriously that's what Ender does right uh, no, <laughs> for no, real no. Yeah. no but yeah people are interested in in uh you know in and from afar, I have to say, Family I mean, I don't yeah. even, unless you're just po- totally putting on a front, it seems like you're doing a good job. So, oh yeah, I've definitely, it's been a, uh, yeah, it's been a trip past couple of years, just becoming a dad. And I really love Buying it. Buying a house yeah. all the different things you've done. All it's the pretty, domestic right. progress it's pretty is cool being to made, watch. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing I love the most about social media. There's a lot of down, the downsides and baggage that comes with it. But For when sure. you can watch people that you may not even know that well that you become friends with, you can watch them evolve and grow Definitely. and also jump off cliffs too. You can see that sometimes on social <laughs> yeah, media. And you will. <laughs> I just got invited to a group that I almost don't want to talk about, but it was like the Eugene downtown scene that I got invited to. And I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Right. You know, Cause <laughs> I don't know a, if I want to see what this but is But it's about. cool. I mean, even inside of it, it's like, you know, I've, I'm always able to separate myself from it and be like, what is this doing for each other? And the sense of community that it has is crazy. Social media is nuts, you know, and it, it'll be interesting to see where it evolves and where it goes. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, you know, I know it's early cause your son is what, two, uh, almost three. Yeah. He'll be okay, three, three in March. So, uh, the challenges of hip hop and fatherhood have to be like, do you think that it'll alter the way that you write? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely have noticed that like, you know, now more so than before, you know, when I write a song or writing material, it's like, you know, can I stand behind this? Can I, you know, like, uh, just, you know, you do, you think more about like, you know, what would, you know, your kids think if they hear it or your family because once you become a dad you have like this more of like a moral responsibility sure, and a connection to your family more yeah definitely the, the so so you become one more of, one of your early videos that i saw shut up and rap yeah yeah and it's like stuff like that which it's a, it's a cool track you know don't get me wrong but i you shot the video at max's i believe 
Uh, some of it. Oh no, some of it's at Lucky's. Or Lucky's. And uh, yeah, and up on the um, the Butte. Yeah. And even that's like, I mean, compared to some, as far your content isn't vulgar, like beyond. No, not really. I feel like I, I had been kind of transitioning away from that stuff. Like like our early architect stuff oh, yeah, would yeah. be like all bars and just like battle yeah. stuff and like yeah, way way more edgy. I was never like the edgiest of the group, but um, no, yeah. KI takes the mantle, right for sure. Yeah, yeah, Pariah too. You know, sure. it was which like, is rad in a crew setting right. that it it's because you. And it goes along with the territory of like our age at that time. Like sure. when you're in, when you're a young bachelor in your 20s, you know, you're just rip snorting around. And like, that's like the that's the vibe you're putting out. But now I'm like way more settled in my life. And, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's natural. It's natural I'm, progression. I mean, yeah. that actually used to be a sick hip hop group in Eugene, natural progression. But but uh, uh, Ender is a great example. I thought we talk about him because it's almost yeah. impossible currently to talk about hip hop in Eugene, not talk about Ender. And he's somebody that has found a way to make his content current and about his current super life relatable. and super yeah. relatable yeah. and also mature yeah but yet still just fire yeah he's you know? pushing hard and killing it right now uh, you were featured on one of his tracks I, yeah yeah uh not the album he just put out but the album before yeah yeah so oh yeah i got and your sister a lot of his for record released before he went on tour she was performing was that one of her first shows uh yeah she's uh yeah so she she's done like a lot of her own shows like like a like cafe kind of like right. situations like more like a smaller intimate that might have been i think one of her first um like uh opportunities at least at the wow hall for sure and that's a big deal i remember the first time i played at the wow hall and you get on stage and you're like whoa because yeah. you can hear the monitors right but, you know it's a bigger deal it's a for any performer they know you, you know you do a lot of small type she's of been shows. on like big stage like maybe once or twice doing like uh for like like the county fair you know she's done right. like a couple of bigger things like that but yeah it's definitely i think one of her first like big bigger stage that was probably a good response that oh, audience yeah, yeah sure people really it. yeah were really receptive yeah she uh she fits in well with the hip-hop crowd Definitely. That's cool. So, you know, uh, if there's any, you know, we, we had mentioned before, we want to make sure to plug it. Is it January 19th? Yeah. January 19th, old Nick's. Yeah. So, uh, it's the overflow show. It's being put on by, um, by ASOL and, uh, uh, Manu, um, the artist is going to be doing some live art. Oh, nice. Uh, it's, it's hosted by Mente. Oh, nice. Um, and so there's, there's like, going to be some jokes flying around. Oh, yeah, for sure. And there'll be a bunch of like, you know, the old hip hop heads and new kids. And yeah, it's going to be a cool event for sure. There'll um, be some passing out in the Washington Jefferson Park. You're right, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be dope. That's check, check it out. So, yeah, January 19th at, at uh, Old Nick's, uh, you'll be performing yeah. Cerebral Cortex. And uh, I'm going to put some links in the description. I recommend anybody listening to check out more of your music. Yeah. But we, Thanks. I want to thank you for coming on. This is always a cool thing to have different hip hop artists and because it's always near and dear to me, but it's always an opportunity for me to kind of share with my audience that there's so many artists out here that don't necessarily get attention sometimes. And so hopefully people are going to go check you out. And, and yeah, for so, sure. Uh, we'll close the show with, like we said, a song it's called skeptical, skeptical daydream. Yeah. And it's with Samantha Schaffner. So this is cerebral cortex and Samantha Schaffner with skeptical daydream. Thanks for having me, man. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm not the sharpest, nor the brightest, nor the smartest guy. I'm just a regular dude who's trying to keep his art alive. But it gets hard to do when juggling other parts in life. While balancing yourself between what's in your heart and mind. I'm soft-spoken, though I'm known to kick the hardest rhymes. Sometimes I feel like more myself when I'm on the mic. I feel so alive that I strive to push on and fight. Other days I'm tired and just want to kiss it all goodnight. I guess that you could say I'm caught up in the middle. Half empty, half full. I'm still trying to solve that riddle. If 
I give it all I got? Is it a lot or a little? It's complex, yet it's simple as a waterfall that trickles. Pour me in a cup and watch it fizzle out quick. I'm healthy as ever, yet I'm calling out sick. Wanna crawl into my cave where all the doubts went. Another day, another dollar in a different mountain. Give a shit about these silly little songs that I insistently spit. Maybe it's nostalgic and I love to reminisce. Maybe I'm a dream of fantasizing over ifs. But the older that I get, the more it feels far away. Like I'm floating on a rock around a big ball of flame. The blur of shorter nights and the yearn for longer days. From the cradle to the grave, the desire's all the same. I want to create things that matter while I pass the time. So pass the mic and let me rap until I see that flash of light. Half my life I've been developing my purpose. Trying to weave a piece of myself into each one of these verses. Wonder if it's worth it when I feel a bit uncertain. Is there anybody out there? Will it even reach the surface? In it for the long haul till I short circuit. Nothing's ever perfect. Gotta keep on working. And I'm just a normal person with the urge to be me. And this music that I make's the mirrored version you see. Take 